that was a hell of a holiday off mm-hmm. um yeah just right off the top uh welcome to the low life podcast uh i'm old man coin ops i'm here with scum we have returned and shadow link hello and in <laughs> spite of what you may have heard at the end of last episode this is not the hardcore henry episode because catastrophic technical problems um we're gonna have to re-record it in fact from scratch yeah. so that'll that'll be coming up down the pipe or never so uh anyway <laughs> that's the low life promise yeah um also off the top let's just mention that uh yeah check us out on like twitter at l zero w l one f three capital t h e um also neon dystopia at neon dystopia yes um, what else we got going on uh, media wise? We're, we're doing some. Uh, uh, we, got doing fa- some... we got a Facebook page that you can check right. out. Uh, you yes. can hit us up on there. Literally just search Neon Dystopia if you were for whatever madness like I have. You're still on Facebook. You can find us on there. And uh, we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Neon Dystopia. Yeah. If you are so inclined to give us a dollar because we are so good at this as last week has taught us. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you could drop us a dollar and uh, last. Uh, thanks to the last two months of donations or gifts or I don't need tips, tips. Let's call them tips. tips. Yeah. Last uh, last two months, I got to pay a writer, a phenomenal writer using nothing but Patreon money. And that is the goal. So thank yes. you. Yes. So continue doing that if you were so inclined. And uh, what else are we on? Shadow Link, you have, you're on things. Well, I'm pretty much just on Steam right now. Uh, you can find me at Shadow Link. On, uh, underscore key PV. Um, so yeah, ship me a friend request, I guess. Yeah, I'll hit us up. up there. I mean, you know, I got I got the Twitter, but I don't have my notifications on. So if I'm not like <laughs> really responding really quickly, it's just because it makes me nervous. <laughs> oh, anyway, so yeah, we're we're gonna do a couple of quick news stories uh, this week. Uh, we got some fun stuff. Um, yeah, fuck it, I'll lead off. Uh, this is from an article uh, on the blog Task and Purpose at taskandpurpose.com. Uh, the title is basically like the unfortunate truth of why we'll never have space marines according to science or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I really, really, I don't, I have no idea how I fu- fucking stumbled onto this article at all. I was in a just wormhole you know, just digging and digging. And suddenly I'm like, Hey, here's somebody who's actually like going to give me some answers about whether or not what, what this is going to look like, especially since just recently I finished the campaign for uh, call of duty, infinite warfare. And, you know, 
they make it look like you're just going to be like bouncing around on space rocks and shit. Um, anyway, task and purpose. Who? What kind of blog is this? It's I, these guys are interesting. They, I, I don't know, like politically, like they don't seem to be too political. They just talk about like cool shit <laughs> that yeah. happens to overlap with like military. Like I, I didn't dig into them too too deeply. Um, but there are like, I'm going to reference like two of their articles and then like an actual paper. Uh, it, it basically, <clears throat> uh, the article itself is, is also, it's written by, uh, David Rosa and it just, this just posted like June 16th. So it was just a couple weeks ago. This got, came out. Um, the opening is, uh, quote, when it comes to science fiction tropes, few are more widespread or more fun than the space Marine, a swashbuckling, locked and loaded trooper ready to invade a planet board an enemy space battleship, or anything in between. But what are the chances of space marines actually existing in real life the way they do in Aliens, Warhammer 40,000, or so many other beloved sci-fi universes? The odds are basically nil, said aerospace expert Brian Kirkpatrick in a lecture on Thursday, at least in the foreseeable future. The difficulty of space-based operations, the lack of a dedicated vehicle for space marine-type crews, and the sheer expense of developing and manning such a unit make it difficult to justify the small number of missions which space marines may be able to undertake. Uh, still, working with the space marine concept opens up new ideas for how to think about warfare in the final frontier, he said. So uh, he wrote this article, and it says, <laughs> it's, it's, I'll, I'll post a link to it um, in the episode notes, because it's great. Um, it says it's called in space. No one can hear you. Oorah. <laughs> <laughs> For a, okay. it's, right. I, I love it. it. It's very it. funny. Like, uh, he, he has right on page one, like, or well, page two. Okay. So he has this, his first figure is this like flow chart and it says, uh, it's like a blue box, you know, and it's got, you know, a line to yes and no. Right. All of the no's in descending order, dead end. <clears throat> so, like, whatever the concept is, no is probably what, what would happen. But if yes, then, you you know, you go down one. So the first one is near future objectives will require the employment of uh, crude military space operations. Okay. No, dead end. Yes. Uh, CMSOs will be directly analogous to contemporary military doctrine. And then if yes... The United States Marine Corps provides the most appropriate auspices for wit for such uh, you know operations, and then like if yes, then okay. Here, here's here's what it is. Figure one's a uh, uh, comment. Uh, what do you call those things? Caption. It says chain of three key assumptions, comma most of which are not likely true. <laughs> like this guy's just dashing your hopes immediately, and it's great. Um, I mean, to be fair, the most likely of our military branches be the first to volunteer to get shot out of a space cannon would be the marines because they're Probably. the cultiest maniacs we have yeah well he, he says that too and he's like the the assumption is made for like two reasons okay <laughs> one it's like cross-domain or multi-domain military operations will typically fall under the auspices of either the u.s marine corps or in the case of the amphibious or special um operating uh, uh force operations force so um there's also like Marine Forces Special Operations Command and stuff as a poor as opposed to a more domain centric military service such as the United States Air Force, which is they focus on air. You know what I mean? And yeah, like the Marines are amphibious, but like they're boots on the ground. They're they're getting like right up against whatever they're fighting. 
Um, and then the other reason is that like popular science fiction work across many forms of media has converged on a consensus that, quote, space marine, uh, in parentheses, particularly given the naval em embarkment analogies, concepts are appropriate and provide a useful mimetic reference when considering crude military operations. These analogies have significant utility and relatability when discussing such hypotheticals. So like he thinks that that's basically there, even though the Air Force has had a space force and now it's a separate branch you know what i mean like it's just loosening things up in a really weird way they don't have this kind of space force like most of their stuff is like launching satellites uh yeah. shuttle kind of stuff you know like delivering uh, various satellites payloads etc cetera, etc cetera. so like it's already difficult <laughs> like uh you know what yeah. What what near future objectives will require what he has down now in this paper it says CMSOs and CSMOs, which basically it's it stands for um oh god what was it uh, crude military space operation, so mm -hmm. but that's that's CMSO, I like CSMO because that looks like Cosmo. See this is an <laughs> this is one of I, I like this one. Um, but yeah, it, it just needs a tweak, it, but it's, it's, it appears as both and that's fine. Um, as long as they get so, the aesthetic down, right? Right, right. But there's like, he, he's talking about like the four main questions are what near future objectives will require cosmos, which is what I'm going to call them for the rest of this fucking paper. Um, number two, what, uh, TTIs, which is tactics, techniques, and, uh, like procedures or TTPs rather, uh, will cosmos employ? Three, how will operational units be uh, organized, trained, and equipped to perform TTPs? And four, how will combatant commanders integrate and employ such units during conflict? So, like, it's not like these guys are going to jump in a little plane and then just, like, zip -doo -doo. this requires a crew of, like, technicians, people looking at every single fucking gauge on the launch, uh, a payload that is, like... They, they got it down to the the, the fucking like milli ounce okay yeah. like how much they have to launch how much fuel they need what the job is and this they're not going to be having guns okay so this is looking at space marines from like our technology now right, right? this and is like, like where we're at okay yeah like, and like we're just we, not and, there yet <laughs> but even even well like we're not there yet and neither is the opponent because it's not like you would fly dudes up into space to shoot at each other because you're just going to send them fucking tumbling through space forever. You know, and it's there's an equal reaction and no friction. You, you, you know, it's not going to be like the movies. You know, again, it's not, they'll they'll say yes. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there's going to be people who will, like do this until you sit down and either read this paper or you have someone above you sit down and talk to you about how space really fucking works. You know, don't what I mean? worry. They won't. Oh no, they will because they don't have a reason to do this in the first place. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point of this is like it, launching a, sh like a, a fucking vessel costs somewhere in like the eight to nine, like digit mark. Yeah. Okay. We're at the, we're at the point where like, I wouldn't be surprised if our government's going to be like, we're going to shoot a, we're going to shoot a bunch of boys into space. Why? We're going to fight space. And, yeah. You know, so I'm right. at the point where I'm like, it's got Monty Python kind of where it's like, nah, just shoot, just <laughs> oh, get it, it can, it can. And, I watch, and you know, I watched a little bit of that, that space force show with uh, Steve Carell and it, it is uneven, you know, it like, yeah, there were some it. really, really fucking funny moments in it. Like when the, the Chinese uh, satellite or whatever, like space station just 
destroys one of our satellites. <laughs> like it's a, uh, that was funny. Like there was some really good stuff in it, but like it just didn't work overall. Anyway, so what what are these guys going to be doing in space? Right? Like why why would you fucking launch them? What near future objectives will require the employment of crude military operations? Right. So like. Yeah. Space superiority, this is a quote from this paper, um, as described by United States Space Force General John Raymond, is increasingly at risk despite considerable investment in autonomous unmanned systems across all orbit regimes. Uh, His quote directly is, we can no longer assume that our space superiority is a given. If deterrence fails, we must be ready to fight for space superiority, which is, you know, it's a statement of intent more than like, policy yeah because they're gonna like, say good, good luck well you're not gonna hear a general be like first of all he's admitting that we don't necessarily have superiority anymore in the statement and then he's he's acknowledging that fact you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. just that's a sober assessment actually but like it's also kind of like empty politics too you know it's just like yeah. eh. um the it, it seems that like the past decade has seen notable development and testing of space superiority systems, including ground-based anti-satellite weapons uh, by dominant and emerging space powers, including India, China, Russia, and the United States. What was once a benign environment where U.S. systems could operate with impunity has become, in the words of United Kingdom Air Chief Marshal Wigston, a warfighting domain. Remote operations and autonomous systems can operate on a limited command cycle and are constrained in the tempo under which they can respond to ongoing and changing events. Now you got to consider there's a, there's going to be lag. So that's why we don't necessarily send up drones. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, like what, like they did with like, it takes what, how many fucking hours for an order to reach Mars? You know, like it's crazy shit like that. And I it's not going to be real. Of like how this is going to like morph into like just kid games of like, who shot down your satellite. Because well, that, that's all it's really going to be, right? It's like it's not like we're at the point where like we're not going to be sending up people like to go attack the Elysium space station. Although we will, if you ever, we, if we they will. ever do, dude, but, we will get a giant Acme fucking like. Oh uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go over in a garbage can and like now yeah. we're, this is ours now. But this, but, this uh, stuff, is- it's just going to be countries just like pop shot, pot, pot shot shooting, whatever the term I just used. Uh, just taking pot shots at like other people's satellites just because I guess I think some will, but also strategically we'll get into it. They, they don't want to do that. Hmm. Like that. It's interesting. This is a lot of shit that I didn't think about. And this is something that like the reason I really got interested in this is actually for like anybody who is writing um, like cyberpunk at the moment. And there's a space element to it. These are things that you're going to want to consider because there's some kind of really fun, unintentional comedy to this. Um because you think of what we've seen, you know, like in, in like space battles, even in like, you know, uh, Firefly and, and Serenity, um, sp- s- Space Weavers. Yeah. Like it's always just crazy fucking. Yeah. They're doing cool yeah. stuff where it's slingshotting and they got this thing that'll hold on to that. Oof. Like fucking expanse, even, even their uh, science is actually pretty good. They're yeah. They're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's more realistic and stuff. But then there's this whole idea that like much of the internet is going to be based in a space like network system, you know, like they're, 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 everyone's mm-hmm. trying to work toward this, including fucking musky. So like <clears throat> all you're going to have are a bunch of these things and it, it would behoove you militarily to take out like a certain amount of them so that they don't have, well, I'm going to get into war with a satellite at the end of this because it's, <laughs> 
because I wasn't going to include it, but it's fucking awesome. But uh, anyway, anyway, the whole thing about this is like command and control and, and visibility, et cetera, et cetera. Um, basically, they're like it, it's bandwidth hungry, like in terms of when they're operating away from like fixed terrestrial communication channels. Okay, like to communicate with your team is going to have a lag. So they could be dead by the time they you hear their screams. You know what I mean? Like, well, this this is a real thing. This like this is fucked up. Um, and they said that like while such platforms like, and they're also talking about these like drones and shit too. Uh, the the, the satellites themselves. They said while such platforms may be subject to both space based and terrestrial dr- jamming mechanisms to reversibly deny their services. Um, many such platforms incorporate considerable anti-jamming features, including dynamically allocated spot beams and advanced signal design, um, permanent denial of ComSat platforms through debris or non-debris forming attack mechanisms can involve systems operating on orbit, but these assets must be pre-positioned. So like there's, you got to pre-vis all of this stuff and you don't want to blow them up because you have other fucking assets and that that shit's not going to stop. That bolt is going to stay in orbit traveling a stupid fucking speed and it's going to poke a hole through something else they might need. Hmm. So that's, like, that's why we don't do that. That's another reason. Right. Yeah. Um, and also like all of these assets, like they can, you can see them. Like we know where the satellites are. It's not hard. Um, <clears throat> additionally, like these things have to operate in a semi or fully autonomous matter manner, like to put drones up to do this work, which limits their ability to respond to shit. You know, they're, they have a plan and if somebody knocks them off that plan, they have to waste fuel to get back and they're not loaded down either. So it doesn't matter, you know, like it's not a good thing. Satellites at the moment are still kind of like, they're that's a like a real fucking hard target. (laughs) Like it's just because of physics. Isn't that like a misconception that like satellites are huge? I know they can be, but like we're at the point too where like satellites don't have to be that big because it's literally just a solar panel and, and an yeah. array and yeah. whatever internals to do what you wanted it to originally do and yeah. that's about it. I'd say that. a raspberry pie on that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a raspberry pie in orbit right now. That would be amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't believe, you know, like sure. Would, yeah, I would yeah, be I mean, surprised. Like, somebody just launched a fucking wooden box into space, so I'm like, yeah. we're we're on it, you know, cool. like we, we, we can micronize this shit. So, uh, anyway, so this, this guy's like, there, there might be some si- like situations where you need a Cosmo. You might need one of these dudes to go up and fuck shit up. Right. Yeah. And he said, uh, Space they offer success. viable, right. Yeah. They, they offer a viable alternative despite the notable drawbacks that like, they, they'll bring the drawbacks back. But like, first of all, they can utilize on-premises human decision-making and adaptability mm-hmm. for considerably more robust attack mechanisms against large ComSat platforms. So something that you would actually be able to like chain yourself to, you know, and not affect its orbit that much. And it doesn't matter if you're going to fuck it up anyway. Uh, they also say two large ComSat platforms present a variety of non-debris forming mechanisms by which the platform may be compromised and denied to adversary operations. Like this is a big, this idea of not blowing the satellite up is a fucking huge deal. Like a non-debris attack is what you want. Like it's, it's the focus of all, all of this shit because when they get into the gear, it's really, it's adorable. Um, three, uh, geosynchronous orbit comsats can be traversed with minimal maneuver costs compared to systems operating in like mid earth orbit, low earth orbit, and highly eccentric, like crazy fucking orbits where it's like 
farts out a little gas to kind of change a little bit from here to there. Um, makes and that makes it possible for like one uh, Cosmo team to compromise multiple targets, so they can just like scoot from one to another if there's like a close by array. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then the combination of one, two, and three means that this is the fourth one means that Cosmos can be employed with utility, even if a different attack mechanism must be used for different targets, which would not be possible with a single mechanism fixed, you know, autonomous system. <clears throat> so <laughs> their attack. Oh man, this this is so fun. Like they have this stuff, like the attack mechanisms is basically like how when they're approaching one of these like bigger satellites, these comsats, they they there's stuff that you need to consider. Um like what is what? Where is it located and what are you trying to get at? So they're looking at like the bus itself, you know, the physical structure of the thing, uh where the computational controls are, where the command and control uplink downlink antenna is where the service antenna is where the power like assume solar panels you know are um thermal controls so you, like you can just hit a thing and make it overheat like stability and attitude controls which means you can like bump it down into the atmosphere and just let it cook um all the sensors including proximity and star trackers which is how they orient and then like propulsion systems um a lot of the some of these are like really hard to get to but like I'm going to skip ahead a bit. So like the, you got to exit. These are the steps. This is why they're not going to do this. Shit. Actually out of all of this stuff that they talk about, like what kind of equipment they would take, you know, they, they would be using handheld powerless tools. <laughs> they would oh. be using needle nose pliers and something. To, <laughs> I'm not fucking around. Yeah. Something yeah. to, something to, <laughs> a stripper, like a wire stripper. And then, like, uh, I don't know, a wrench or something. Something that, like... <laughs> like, shit, we get it really. Right so shift, instead, of, uh, instead of um, space marines, you're really just looking for space engineers. Pretty much. Yeah. Or, dare yeah. I say, space plumbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, we're going there. Plumber alert. Oh, God. <laughs> But I mean, if you think about it, they're not even, they're not really getting, they're not getting welders. They're not getting like a torch because it wouldn't fucking work. Sure. Like oh, these guys sure. are just going like... up there with like literally three things Velcroed onto the front of their fucking shit, you know, and they're like, yeah. and, and completely on top of that, I don't know if you've ever looked at a space suit, like glove. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those aren't really nimble. You know what I mean? Like, not like the ones like fucking, what was it? Musk? I forgot who made that. Like those really sleek looking spacesuits that I'm not confident mm -hmm. in. Like no, no. those look cool. They, I'm like, I was looking at them and I'm like, those look really cool. They're going right. to depressurize. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think yeah. we're there yet. Like, well, what are you blocking yeah. radiation with? Yeah. Like the, a lot of what goes on to the, into the suit is like way more than shit that you would even think about. So like, oh, you gotta, gotta keep the vacuum out. Yeah. And the radiation and like the, this and the light and you gotta have it cool because in space, space itself is cold, but you catching fucking like unshielded sun rays is going to go up in fucking temperature real fast. Yeah. You know, like there's all sorts of shit that goes into it. And there's also, a how are they like getting there? Right. Because like, oh, like yeah. I know, I know we're thinking like space. Oh my God, space. But like mm -hmm. we can see satellites from literally where I'm sitting. They're not right. That, depending on where they're it's located. Not, they're not that far up. I mean, this is like orbital to suborbital. So like, well, like he, he mentions a few, uh, what they call lift, like a body lifter, basically a lifting body space plane. 
like lifting body as opposed to just a rocket, you know, like you're putting people in this thing. And oh my God, so is he wildly coyoting it to space? No, no, these are <laughs> these things are, are fucking sweet, man. Like, uh, no, there's right. this one that, yeah, they, it's like a little. You've seen these in video games. Like, this is literally like a <laughs> tiny fighter jet version of like the space shuttle. You know, they only weigh like five thousand kilograms. You know, the five five tons base or eleven thousand pounds. Uh, yeah. They can carry like five hundred kilograms, which is. 1100 pounds you know a crew of up to seven and it's meant for like low order orbit it's sierra uh nevada corporation makes one called the dream chaser and it just it looks slick as fuck like <laughs> look it up and also boeing um who is the one that they're kind of like it seems like we're using is uh the x-37 and they're i don't know what we're on now which version but like he mentions i think the like x-37c or something like that um, and then there's also the DARPA Falcon project, which they just have a artist rendition of what that might look like, of course. But all of these things are, are like small, like they're, they're going to they need something to launch them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then they like they, whether it be kind of being suspended, like uh, Branson's ship's going to be in the middle. Like his thing isn't too different from like the dream or the Boeing one. You know, yeah, but how do you get down? Well, it has wings, so it glides back. Oh, so you would just like launch this thing up, like monkey onto a, a satellite, do your mm-hmm. business, and then just like let go and go back down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, all right, right. I'm sure it's a little bit more complicated than that because, <laughs> well, I mean, physics really, is hard, guys. Really like, I, I haven't, uh, like, from day for day to day things, I haven't even figured out how the physics engine in this reality works like yeah yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it actually i saw i saw a gift for a, fuck. i just saw so. a baseball player do a double jump so i don't know anything anymore i don't know <laughs> oh man we're figuring out how the matrix works boys yeah. well like that and you're, you're not wrong to think of that because especially like you have this whole idea that Think, think. Have you? I mean, I don't know. I'm old enough that I remember watching like shuttle launches on TV and stuff. Sometimes they'd like wheel it over to the fucking TV, like the in school and stuff. I, like we were watching it in, the the Challenger disaster in class, which is. Oh. I, I saw a lot of fucked up shit on TV when I was a kid, man. Like they didn't have a thousand yeah, channels. No, we we never hey, hey, I was in uh, I was in third grade when uh, when the towers went down. So mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. I was I was bartending that day. Yeah. That's wow. I'm old. Anyway, yeah. so, but yo, yeah, but you think of the steps <laughs> that go into it. Like when, when you're actually here in the countdown on TV and shit, what has already happened for the last several weeks has been like ridiculous amount of brain melting mathematics in order to make sure that these people with a little bit of wiggle room and, and all of their supplies, like you can't just launch this thing up and do the thing and come back down. All right. Yeah. yeah. You have to launch this thing and then you have to exit the vehicle. Okay. Now that's not a thing you usually think about. You just think about stepping out of your car, but this is, you have to get into a thing with you and possibly your homies, depressurize it, make sure you don't fuck up the ship itself. Okay. Oh God. This, and you're synchronizing orbit with the satellite. So you're in yeah. motion the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you meet like velocity, it looks like it's stationary. Okay, so you just got to kick toward it. You're it's that whole inertia carries. Gotcha. Thing, right? So so you exit the vehicle. That's step one. Just once you get close. 
step two is you have to stage the approach. And this this is including like you have to have make sure you have your tools and you might have a sunshade, which is this thing that they're developing. It looks like a big old uh, like an umbrella that you would kind of dangle fucking planet side so that they wouldn't see you doing this, <laughs> which is so fucking great. I can't get over it. I'm like, you just get your parasol out, you know, like <laughs> little Mary Poppins in space, dude. Like this is so fucking epic. Um, <laughs> and this is just, you're right now you're outside your vehicle. Like this, this could take minutes. You know what I mean? Like or, or a while. Cause you got to make sure all your shit's set. And then you have to spacewalk to the target satellite, possibly with the utilization of a man maneuvering unit. Kind of like that, like space chair thing, you know, that they would just like, mm-hmm. it, it looks like that thing you do leg raises with or whatever. Um, you know, you, you scoot your butt over to that because you don't have a backpack with fucking little jets on it. Cause we're not there yet. You have to do this giant thing that on earth would weigh a few hundred pounds to scoot your butt over to the fucking thing with the homies. Okay. You have to perform. I love this part. Um, it says number four, perform the appropriate modifications to the target spacecraft, which means fuck up the satellite. And then you have to reverse all of those steps to return to the vehicle, stow your tools or de- and or deployed sunshade and then re-enter the vehicle. Now, that could take a while. You know what I mean? That that might be a few days in space. So what comes of that is that not only are they launching these little space planes with like four to you know six people, maybe seven people on it, depending on which one they use, if they use them. But they have to have food. They have to be able to shit. They have to be able to piss. You know what I mean? Like you have to replicate in as much as possible the conditions of living in a very small space in on Earth. Um, just the things you don't even think about. You know the way you breathe, the way you move, the way you sleep. All of that stuff has to go into launching one of these little scooters up there to make this stuff happen. It's fucking crazy. So, like, and it's not. It's not fucking cheap. Yeah, I was going to say that's. <clears throat> excuse me. I was going to say like that doesn't sound worth it when you could just shoot it out of the sky. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Um, so we got this bit. I know I'm going, all right, well, fuck it. We're going to, we're almost done. So the steady, mm-hmm. st- there's steady state posturing. And that's basically being ready to go, right? Like you just, you do just roll out of bed and they fucking go. They get in the tank and then they go do tank stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's a lot different with like this. It says, uh, uh, this is on page eight of this thing. What steady state posture must exist for attacks outlined in previous sections to be operationally feasible? Mm-hmm. Most most space vehicle launch activities are meticulously planned, operationally responsive launch side, months, if not years in advance, with specific launch windows ident- identified and strict time schedules for go, no-go decision gates. Such constraints may not be realistic for an operationally responsive capability meant to be flexible and deployed on a moment's notice by a combatant commander. All right? You can't just sling this bitch up. You can't just like lash it onto a giant fucking, you know, bottle rocket and send it up. There's a checks need to be done. You have to have the right amount of like everything. The pressures have to be right and all of your different hydraulics. It's fucking nuts. And, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta have your launch, your recovery, and then like alternate, you know, your launch is basically your launch field, uh, vehicle, <clears throat> your launch facility and your targeting windows is like the big concerns to that. 
um, recovery. Once operations, you know, have concluded, you got to come, you got to bring, you know, the team home. So infrastructure must exist for discrete recovery activities from a wide area of potential reentry coordinates, which will likely be determined by egress maneuvers from final satellites in a Cosmo target deck. Um, basically, this you're going to see. This would take so long. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. This would take so long. And if a country that you're, like, let's say we have to like go hijack whoever's satellite. If they know what they're doing in that country, they're going to know already what's going on. Well, like, right. There's no, yeah. there's no feasible way to keep that secret. No. Like in this no. day and age. So it's like, like again, why? <laughs> yeah. No. And that's what he's saying. He's like, we shouldn't do this. This is a bad idea. Yeah. It's a terrible waste of money in human life. And that's the other thing. And like recovery, like he's assuming that it's going to be a capsule from a rocket, you know, like there, it, it might like, well, that's just kind of what we've done before, but mm -hmm. it would be like recovery option operations would be significantly less stringent if they used a winged recovery vehicle. Like those ones I was talking about, the dream yeah, chase like, X-37. If you, you know, cause then you can kind of plane it down. You know what I mean? It has yeah, that, that, mean, that implies that something's going to crash into the earth as debris. And then there goes your cover as well. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to see it come down if they're looking. If sure. they know where to look, you know, you'll see it light up, eating the heat and everything. Like, what do you guys do with our satellites? No. Yeah. Yeah. And then they they said like, and the three, the alternate like is is what tolerance for risk exists within Cosmo activities. And he goes, depending on the answer, backup launch vehicles, systems, and crews may be necessary. These would be utilized in the event that a launch of the original stack was not possible, that an abort or other mission disruption occurs, or in the event that the original mission could not complete the, com uh, complete the compromise of all satellites in its target deck. Um, an alternate stack would also give operational flexibility to recover systems and crews in the event they become stranded. So what they're saying is you got to back up on deck. You launch one, and if that goes fucking, like, sideways you shoot the other dude up to go get him as soon as possible because they only have limited it's a small ship they only have limited supplies you know what i mean and then you got to bring them all home somehow and hope that doesn't get fucked up because yeah. every like you you only got to be like a little bit wrong in space flight <laughs> then, <laughs> like, you I just gotta that. like you don't have to it's not extensive i think they crashed that one drone mars because like they used a comma instead of a fucking period you know oh, like it, god yeah there's not a lot of wiggle room in space so yeah. and, and then like the other issue is who who runs the show like like the one thing that he's like okay this kind of makes sense in is the fact that if there's a larger operation going on like a full-on war it's way easier to put these dudes up because you know people's attention is elsewhere you know, namely like the large force amassing on the border or like the nonstop fucking airstrikes or something like some sort of you know, show of force is going to be the thing they're paying the most attention to. They might not be able to break off and stop a rocket with four, you know, folks in it. Um, and, and, you know, they're like their equipment. Like this is this is one of those biggest arguments. I'm skipping over a couple of parts about like how to organize it and like for the training purposes, uh, like what they would be doing. Um equipment is 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 a big deal because like they have to have a fucking unique space launch facility which is stationary okay mm -hmm. and it it's not a great idea to put it in say utah because if something goes wrong and it crashes it's going to land in the united states somewhere and fuck up someone's town so oh, they're God, looking for yeah. like so you would need like a coastal kind of base like they do that's why they launch so much shit out of florida um and they used to out of texas you know because it was like Got the whole Gulf, 
and who cares if they hit Florida, I guess. I don't know. But like <laughs> they got enough problems right now. You Florida know, like man, it's salvages satellite. Florida's <laughs> sinking into the ocean as we speak. It's oh, we'll get, we'll get to Florida in a bit. I yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So you, you would need this unique space launch facility with strict controls over public access and visibility of operations and support for the unique vehicle, including assembly and personnel, including training requirements. You know, like all that may be required. Facilities will require significant uh, significant acquisition and construction of hardware, including human structures, through fares for assembled launch vehicles, like, you know, from the hangar to the fucking uh, gantry. Uh, vehicle structures, launch gantries, uh, command and control systems, such as like antenna assemblies and other sensors and security equipment. This is a substantial fixed cost that will be difficult, if impossible, to hide from aerial and space-based surveillance. So, like, yeah. that's that. Yeah, this is like Area yeah. X kind of stuff where it's like, yeah. no, they're going to have fucking, again, the thing you want to destroy, the satellite imaging is going to see that right. real quick. Right, yeah. right. And then and in addition to that, you know, your your lifting body vehicle, um, similar to Dream Chaser and X-37, will be used as the operating vehicle for cosmic activities. While similar precedent, precedents exist, no such vehicle has been flight proven at the required scale or human rated. Human rated is pretty fucking important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, similar vehicles with a swap ceiling imposed by the space shuttle orbiter for comparison are presented in figure seven, where they show the sizes, the relative sizes of this, and it makes the space shuttle orbiter look like a star destroyer. Like, and it's big, but it's not that big. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like these things are these things are literally like tiny little like those jackals in that COD game. Meanwhile, um, the Navy like declassified UFO sightings, so like now they fully admitted, yeah, there's like someone in the world, either someone <laughs> in the world has better technology than us, or yeah. They're, we're getting zapped by, you know. Even better, they're straight up just like, oh, we got other shit to do, figure it out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it's like, like, oh, God, this is why we're, oh, uh, I love it. I love it so right. much. I want to believe, so that, guys. But but the, the, I've, I've been kind of just tuning in and out on this because I'm not going to lie. The, the, uh, the modern space race is just kind of a joke to me. Well, <laughs> oh. Here's, I, I, I split it into two different things. Yeah. There's what is like these dickheads racing to fucking die in a vacuum. These billionaire dickheads. Yep. I, I don't care about that at all because they're not doing anything innovative. Yeah. They're not. All they're they're ta- they're standing on the shoulders of fucking giants to uh, have yeah. a, like a pissing contest in the upper atmosphere. I don't I give have- a shit about that. I don't even want to talk about that. The, I like this shit because when you get into like the NASA stuff, where they're actually talking about like this the math of it that's the stuff that uh, i'm interested in. you know what i mean like it's fascinating I'm, to me to think that we're ever gonna fucking go up there for any reasonable amount of time and it's we're not like we're not there yeah. we're not even close to there yeah i uh i heard at one point that it would take at least 150 years uh with at the rate that you know nasa is being funded right mm-hmm. at least 150 years for uh, space colonization to be possible at this point. Dude, they even, uh, well, we, yeah. had the, we had the biosphere and those motherfuckers couldn't stand being around each other after like a month. Yeah, because we're human. And that's the thing. It's like, I love like, Mars. They were legit sneaking out of it. You know yeah, I mean? like it's so not. One of these dudes is going to be like the fucking space colony version of an Agonavaxer and he's going to be like, when he sneak out this event. <laughs> <laughs> Just vent the whole fucking colony. Oh, just create a yeah. new type of like psychosis or something. Oh, but yeah, it's like I've seen pictures of Mars. It looks lovely. It looks beautiful. I would love to visit. Uh, I see no reason to go there. 
only yeah, no. for, <laughs> for a long period of time. Unless we find out it's like Doom where there's like demonic ruins on it. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> but beyond that, I don't yeah. I think it looks lovely. It's very relaxing. Oh, you, but you I, don't want you don't want Mars potatoes that are fertilized with your piss and shit. Mm, 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 mm. As much as I yeah. love recycling oh, I my piss and shit yeah. into potatoes. Uh, I'm gonna say, other, you know, I'm gonna pass. That's, that's the other thing I like about this specific like kind of space shit uh, is that they're this is how they're gonna like fuck with shit in the future when you know like you, when your internet goes down it might be because some like drone or something like th- it's a very vulnerable thing that's very hard to get to hmm. you know they don't have guns on the fucking communication satellites you know what I mean like yeah. we, don't, we don't have like the Sol satellite that can just like shoot a giant fucking energy beam down and stuff like that. It's like that satellite from RoboCop, the orbital defense peace platform. I'll never forget the name of this fucking thing. (laughs) I don't know why it just came to me. It's a satellite in RoboCop from one of the um, commercials of Uh like this global peace defense platform satellite killed 127 people during a test. (laughs) I'm like, yep, that's how that go. That's why we don't do that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Like and, and, Sol, and, right? Isn't is that the Sol satellite from Akira? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is why we don't do that. Yeah. But like, I, I also, I don't know, man. The other thing about this is just all the shit that goes into it. It seems like a little thing, you know, space planes full of Marines kills satellite. But then you're like, nope. You need to up. You need like unique vehicle subsystems, which yeah, like it's not worth it. It's just you not. need life support. You need caches yeah. of nutrients and other biological consumables. You need like limited control systems for launch recovery contingencies, like shit that we to, don't have. Yeah, you need to be able to essentially get it. simulate human life or the mm-hmm. conditions for human life, including gravity, which is yeah. I mean, that's a big problem. Uh, guys, yeah. guys, look, I mean, we're forgetting. You, you need, they're marines. They well, no, they're, but they're people. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. we all have the same limitations of like needing to eat and shit and breathe. You know, but like Mar- yeah, I know they're they're the ones. And now this who- spaceship needs to fucking be yeah. able to like get rid of the poop so it doesn't float in the fucking cabin. Well, that's why we you have know? astronauts and not marines going to space because marines well, yeah. will go there with like I don't need this and then immediately die. No, they won't. Like that's the thing you you would not send a motherfucker on a hundred million dollar mission that was like that, you know what I mean? Like you oh, wouldn't because God, there's, yeah, no. there's all of the fucking training that goes into it and stuff. And I'm the ground I know, crew I got, is what's going to keep these idiots alive. Well, I got buddies that are in other branches of the military that are like, no, no, let them dunk on the Marines, Jesus, dude. You know, like, but I'm look, yeah. Until they like actually do a fucking war crime, they're just they're kind of people, and we're not in a state of the fucking planet where we can do away with all armies yet. Oh, yeah. and it, I don't, yeah. it doesn't justify the fuck ton of money that we're given the Pentagon. But at the same time, it's, it's just absurd like amounts of money. Oh man, I gotta, well, I gotta, I got a lot of friends that are vets and shit. And yeah, yeah. you know, I, I just, we treat them like shit when they come home too. like the VA is where, why doesn't that Pentagon money to go to the VA and give these dudes the best shit? Like, you know, for, you know that's the deal you know what i mean like you you put your life at risk and you come home and yeah they give you a better than a fucking plunger attached to your like separate lip the, o- you know? the only part of socialism that we have in this country and we don't even do it correctly no yeah. no and the one thing that they well i mean they make the nose most noise about that that's why i bring it up yeah but anyway so like back to this uh you know like four combatant employment 
Let us assume by now that personnel have been trained in the required TTPs to execute a Cosmo mission and that they have been organized into operational units with the appropriate equipment. Like just listening to like how this guy's talking about it is exactly why I'm not like sweating these dudes going up there with like a monkey wrench and a fucking pair of pliers to like do shit. You oh, know? God. Like, just the idea too of like not of like all of this oh, the rocket and the crews and the monitoring and the training and the fucking subsystems for a plier to cut a wire in yep. space. Yep. Mm, just a, feeling expensive, man. You know? <laughs> so I'm just going to read his, his conclusion, like where he sums up like stuff that I skipped over and everything else. He's like, we have outlined how combat space military operations may be conducted within a near future scenario. We've also explored how such cosmos may fit into existing um, OTE ontology uh, that which, which stands for organized, train, and equip, um, and how they may be employed within combatant command structures and operational cycles. All such explorations are, of course, subject to key several key assumptions that may not be valid. One particular concern is expense. Having enumerated the unique requ equipment required, it is clear that standing up and sustaining a Cosmo capability will be no small acquisitions feat. Despite these efforts, and given such assumptions, there remain a number of key open-ended questions and issues. One, doctrine. How will Cosmos fit into military theory? Will cross-domain service, e.g. USMC, or uh, what is it, the uh, uh, Special Operations Forces, um, be a more appropriate analogy? What rules of engagement will exist for Cosmo activities? Because what if the you know other side sends up four fucking dudes with some wrenches? You know, like... You guys going to wrestle in space and shit? Um, and how will they be best employed between executive combatant and intelligence organizations? Like, who's who's going to be in charge of this? Who gets to, like, be like, yeah, yeah send them, you know? And make, and keep it quiet yeah. there, buddy. And then there's, like, the realism. We have attempted to keep theoretical Cosmo activity simple and rooted in real existing technology whenever possible. However, several technological advancements, including responsive personal maneuvering unit capability and perhaps most significantly a lifting body space vehicle sized appropriately with suitable life support capacity remain undeveloped with only the barest of close analogies in existing systems. And then necessity. It is difficult and has required both some assumptions and no small degree of motivated reasoning to justify the necessity of Cosmos given the increasing proliferation of automated and remote-controlled systems operating in space. Mission extension vehicles are reaching a point of proven <clears throat> operation where they may be commoditized as a commercial service without any Hubble-like on-orbit servicing or repair activities required. So he's like, yeah, this is horse shit. Don't do yeah. it. Mm -hmm. It's a bad idea. It's going to get a bunch of fucking people killed. Um, we need to be thinking about like drones, which led, and then like all of this, I was thinking about, you know, there, there was a link to this article and it made me think like, well, what, what is the history like of space combat? Like, when did it really start? Because we had the space race, but we literally weren't really like, nobody fucked with the mirror. We went on it, you know, and we worked like, we worked with Russia in space and China in space and, and Italy and a bunch of fucking astronauts from all over. Yeah. Like typically space was like super cool shit. You know what I mean? Like, all right, we get up here. I don't like your boss. You don't like my boss, whatever here. Let's eat some paste. And like, <laughs> look at the fucking planet below us lit up at night, you know? And there's this article that just happened to come up because the algorithm just is in my head. Now it says, meet the first and only air force pilot to shoot down a satellite <laughs> on <laughs> I think it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah, David Rosa wrote this. This is from July 7th. Wow. This is from last year to the day. 
that we're recording this fucking cool. Anyway, on September 13th, 1985, an Air Force pilot pushed his F-15A into a steep climb at near supersonic speeds as he prepared to launch into history. This motherfucker shot a heat-seeking missile at a satellite the size of a 69 Volkswagen. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. That's all I want to say about that. It's just dope as shit. <laughs> like, in 1985. In 1985. In the like F-16. So basically it's like his his machine is basically cracking under yeah. like the pressure and starting to like <laughs> the heat stuff. Oh, like, well, that, that, that's the thing though. Like an F-15 is a beast. Like it's, it's, it, it's like the only one in like that class that could basically put this missile because it only took one big fucking missile up. It was the ASM-135. It was like built to do this. Okay. <laughs> and, and he launched it. And what happened was it it blew through two rocket stages as it left the atmosphere. Then it released a miniature homing vehicle that locked into the satellite's infrared image. It rammed it at 15,000 miles an hour, 345 miles above the Earth. And that's when they, I think, the moment they realized that you don't want to do damage. Because it broke into 285 pieces of debris. Uh, yeah. So that kind of that, that kind of rains in our fuck yeah parade. But uh, yeah, all right, fine. I got you. Alrighty. So that's all I got. <laughs> okay. Yep. Well, uh, on the topic of space marines, actually, yeah. um, or tangentially related. Yeah. Uh, so I just saw a an article from Vanity Fair talking about the new Alien TV series. Oh yeah. Um, Ooh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I remember. Well, I don't remember if I talked about that on this uh, on the podcast before. But um, yeah. Uh, so the uh, article is by Anthony uh, Bresnikan, okay. and it's. Type well, it says new alien TV series will cla- will be class warfare with xenomorphs. Yeah, good. So it's I... uh, it's saying that it's going to try and like uh, unleash them on the higher ups, the white collar people, like the Wayland Utani megacorp people. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, that would be interesting because we only ever really saw that in um. The comic like Earth War, yeah, where mm-hmm. they got to Earth and basically it was everyone's problem. Didn't matter what class you were, and right, and Aura. And then you have to get into like AVP, like Alien versus Predator, for like more of that. Yeah. But yeah, that's really interesting because we never, in the films at least, we never really got to see that of like how do the suits deal with this, right? Yeah. Well, because they never had to. They were always sending fuckers out there to get nuked, you know, and eaten yeah. up and impregnated. Like they do in real life. Uh, well, I heard uh, Noah Hawley's running it. He's a yeah, showrunner. yeah, the uh, uh, guy who ran uh, Fargo. Uh, yeah, and Legion. Cool. Yeah, oh, Legion's yeah good. it's going to be a, an FX show. So if you have right Hulu, that's going to be you know that'll be great. Um, Interesting. See, right. after they got acquired by like Disney, I was kind of like really worried, but I'm like, yeah, so this is the shit they're gonna do. I'm like, oh, they own Fox, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, yeah. So like, this better be good. <laughs> you know? Well, I have heard good things about Legion. I haven't watched it yet because I mean, it's wild. I'm kind of over superheroes, but this sounds like an anti-superhero story. So I. Yeah, and I'll I've tell seen, you what, I've seen if, bits of it too. So if seen. you if you don't know the comics and stuff like that, like if you didn't know that this was like Xavier's kid, 
yeah. it, it wouldn't matter. It's just a great narrative and a yeah. really disorienting one. It's good. Yeah. It's it's cool. It sits outside of the fucking main shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't even I don't even think it ties into the X-Men films at all. Like it's just nice little bubble. Uh, yeah, good shit. <laughs> Uh, Scott, you got something? Right, I have something. Uh, Talking about Florida before, uh, how do I make this sound like Florida, man? No, I can't right now. Uh, So, confirm Reuters, uh, up to 1,500 businesses affected by ransomware attack, U.S. firm CEO says. So, Florida man firm says they they got exploited. (laughs) It's basically what it is. Uh, So, like 800 to 1,500 businesses Globally, this is a global problem. Have been right. have had a ransomware attack. This was, I think, last Friday. Yeah, and uh, it, this all centers around the firm uh, Casea, which is a Florida-based firm, which is a Florida-based uh, IT firm. And okay. what they do is, like, they they make IT software for people who aren't mega corporations, like me. It's kind of like they're doing it for like great resource. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's why it has such a, like a far reach. Like they don't do, they try and do like it software and it for companies that can't have an in-house one because mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they're not a yeah. mega corporation. So Fred Vicola, the Florida based company CEO, Florida man said in an interview that it was hard to estimate the precise impact of Friday's attack because those hit were mainly customers of Caseas. Customers of Caseas customers. So this is like a this is like a by proxy situation because so like, okay, so this is like two. It's not like wow, they're just yeah. going right through them. Like, yeah, this is yeah oh. because what it was is a bunch of hackers uh, found an exploit in a piece of software that they provide to it to it to it outsourcing shops. So companies okay. that typically handle back office work for companies too small or moder- or modestly resourced to have their own tech departments. So Jesus. again, this is kind of like this is why I think ransomware is like the scum of the earth is because they always go after the little guy a lot of the time. Yeah. Now I'm not going to mm-hmm. say a big IT company. Actually, no, I can't even say they're a big IT company because they're literally providing IT for smaller companies that can't right. afford it. Right. This is where right. ransomware is scum of the earth because they always go after like you know hospitals or this in but, this case. Mm-hmm. And also, guys, they went after Sweden because mm, a lot of the companies, a lot of the, Sweden, our babies, went yeah. after <laughs> our, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of grocery stores and a lot of places in Sweden got hit by this just by accident because basically anyone running this software was hit by it. Yeah. And I told you about this, <laughs> I think yesterday's shadow link, hold on to your hats, everyone. Do you want to know what the name of the shadowy evil Russian hacker group is called? Oh God, let me think. Wait, it's. Do you want to guess? Yeah, this is fun. Um, let's see. Let's see. Get out your scorecards. Mo- modem scrotums. <laughs> that would be better than this. Oh, it is. Oh, God damn it! Just R E Ville, capital R E, <laughs> lowercase Ville. Like V I L. No, E-V-I-L. So, Revil. So like, our evil. Not like, Vil? God. Like, Via? Like, oh. No, it's meant to be oh. our evil, which is supposed oh. to be a R-E Vil, which is supposed to be a shortening of ransomware evil. <laughs> Guys. 
What? <laughs> so lame. Two things. First of all, quit going after hospitals. That's some bullshit. And don't be fucking with poor people's money, all right? Go after, like, you, you just tweet at us. I'll give you a better name for your fucking bullshit, all right? Like, <laughs> just so that we don't have to say it with our mouths on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. I, I just, oh, my God. That's worse than the last one. That's yeah, worse than the acronyms that I was dunking on a couple weeks ago that I fucking hated. Like this, I'm, I'm, I have anxiety now. Yeah, uh, yeah, because these guys are like, they're so secret. They have a Wikipedia page. Uh, so these these dickwads are a private ransomware as a service operation. So basically, as a service, so you can hire them. Yeah, they have their own. Uh, they have their own. Um, very. Oh uh, my god, do they yeah. have an app? They don't have an app, but they have do a customer have merch? service. Do they have merch? They have customer service. I know that much. If they sell a hat, I mean, I mean maybe yeah, they should probably do that. Just like they should just sell hats. They'd make more money, probably. So after an attack, I'm not saying their name would threaten to publish the information on their page. <sighs> their page happy blog, which I visited thanks to DuckDuckGo. Um, I don't what? recommend it. Yeah, it's called their happy blog. So basically, it's called, wow. it's called Happy Blog. So basically, what it is is they do an attack, they boost a lot of information, and they they threaten to post it on their Happy Blog unless the <laughs> ransom is received. In a, uh, yes. am, after you, this is over, yes. I'm going to delete this session and I'm going to <laughs> smash my computer. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm also going to smash the modem, and you're never going to hear about me again. It's just <laughs> it's so stupid. So in a high-profile case, blah, 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 attacked a supplier of the tech giant Apple. So they, they like, for example, they attacked Apple and stole confidential schematics, and, like, they're going to threaten, like, they do that. It's like, the idea is we steal, like, this shit, and then we threaten to leak it for, I don't know, what they're threatening Kasaya with is, like, $70 million, which yeah. is, you know... And that's what ransomware is. We're going to block you from using this shit and we're going to threaten yeah. to like leak the source code or leak like whatever yeah. onto their yeah. happy pit blog and uh, do that. So, yeah, they're a criminal cyber gang, yeah, but they're for hire. So, which. Man, this you is too good. can have mercenary ransomwares. This is so fucking hackers. That's. Yeah. Man. It, it's. <laughs> Almost cheesy. Like, it's just like, I would it not. Really is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's a minor detail in a larger, like, cyberpunk work. You know what I mean? That this is like, you yeah. just assume oh. that this would exist. Oh. But now it okay. does. Okay, here's, here's my, my theory about the universe is deepening. I'm, so <laughs> there's not just one person writing the stories. I'm, a, I'm assuming that this is just a collection of stories from all over the multiverse. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, a bunch of different writers but we like whoever is writing that story is like i mean that's just some real I, i'm trying to think of shadowing something so other realities terrible. other realities have better editors man yeah yeah this is like some that's... russian 14 year old in his <laughs> Which it probably yeah, is. is, dude. Like this Why is like be Russian? really obscure uh, games <laughs> that somehow got greenlit on Steam. Right? Oh, they so, are Russian. Did I, did I not say that? They are Russian. Yeah. Oh yeah, they could be. Uh, no, we know that I mean, for a fact. No. 
Oh, oh, these hackers are. With, yeah, with we know, we know, oh. like our evil. We that. God, that's just some poser shit. What, what like, is what is L uh, in in Roman numerals? Fifty. Fifty. So yeah. that is uh, Resident Evil. Uh, I don't think you you can pull a number out of that. Vi. That's what it looked like to me when I first saw. It. I'm like, is this like a Resident Evil reference? But like, no. Just, and we do, and we do know for a fact that they are Russian. Oh, okay, okay. We know that. I was talking his... about the editors of reality, and you're like, he's some 14 year old Russian. I was like, no, it could be me at 12. I mean, what the fuck? No, 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 no. no. I'm talking <laughs> I, I was, I was a terrible editor at 12. Um, so there, it, it, the question right now, and because of the, um, what was it? The we were joking about them being colonizers. The uh, gas pipeline here. Yeah, uh, yeah they yeah. Pay, fucking paid that, and that's a big that's a big thing in the U.S. of whether it's going to be illegal to basically pay hackers because that's not really yeah. something we had to. We did have to worry about it, but not to the extent that's been happening. Boom, one after the other yeah, with these yeah. attacks, and so the company's yeah. saying, you know, they're giving a yes no baby to whether they're going to negotiate with terrorists, basically, and uh, it's become really lucrative to fucking hack the U.S. So there's probably going yeah. to be some legislation passed. Of oh, but this isn't the biggest thing that we have to worry about, man. Like we got North Dakota sending fucking troops to the southern border. That's for ridiculous. You know what I mean, they fucking kickstarted to send National Guard troops to like fucking the border for no reason. And it was an out of state guy who runs like a fucking party supply shop or some dumb shit. Like, I mean, that's probably not it. I, I it was one of those things. It's like. It's like Shadowlink and Space Race at the moment. You know, like, I just, I can't listen to it all. I have to, like, you get the two little cool pieces of it, and the rest of it's just fucking eternal screaming in my head. Um, <laughs> no, I understand, man. Believe me. Oh. Yeah, like, right now, we're not sure. Like, right now, so far, no one's actually, like, attacked major infrastructures. Or at least no one has has successfully attacked. Well, you know, you know what they need to do. They need to take their ill-gotten gains, go to Ukraine, buy some teslas with bitcoin oh that'll help <laughs> yeah that's what they need to do that will well, that's how they caught the fucking <laughs> yeah guys. exactly i was gonna say like that it will in fact help that is advice oh. you, you should do <laughs> oh god they probably will i don't know we, so they yeah. weren't in their network i mean what, what? I'll, just going back to the uh the dark side fellas for a second <laughs> like <laughs> i i mean so we like we made some uh assumptions with the the information at the time but uh what did we find out that they uh they didn't actually hack the pipeline itself they just right. hacked lined, well they hacked into the, accounting um, yeah into the in into that system and all the hubbub was uh all the ruckus around that was just the fucking gas companies well, they were holding um, up paychecks. Yeah. And well, that's why they panicked. So they were just like, oh, here, take some Bitcoins. And we'll find, well, yeah. I'll call my you know, accountant's nephew yeah. and see if we can figure yeah. out how to get them. So like, that's almost redeeming. But just to know that they blew, they got caught. Mm -hmm. They shut the pipeline down. Yeah, the, the mean, hackers didn't. They did because they didn't want to pay these money. Well, okay, well, what I'm saying they didn't have access to that... paychecks, so they didn't want anyone to work because they yeah. couldn't pay them, and then they would be afraid of like what the workers would do. No, you no, know? no. Because it's... I get what you're saying is because like they didn't do the crime well. No, <laughs> they got caught. Furthermore, for a furthermore, dumb reason. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh God! Like they bought a fucking <laughs> Tesla, and like again, fourteen-year-olds in an apartment somewhere, and like it's yeah. God, you know. Cyberpunk shit is so fucking romantic sounding until you do even the least amount of research into it. Yeah, like just I mean, modern stuff, not the fiction, but like these dudes are like hacking a hospital for what to get a Tesla with Bitcoin in Ukraine or something. I just yeah, it's yeah. incredible. So th- yeah, because there's not a lot of ideology. I imagine there is a lot of ideology, but it could easily be broken down simply because yeah. it's like they're buying fucking Teslas with their ill-gotten uh, gains instead of like trying to, I don't know, yeah, make yeah. a fucking, you know, race all debt in the world. Yeah. yeah. That'd you know? be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. So, uh, everybody misinterprets fucking fight club, but you know, come on, the ending is still solid. Like it's, those oh, are yeah, the yeah. Card companies, oh, yeah. you know, don't blow yeah. up the buildings, but there's like a way to do this where, you know, it's all server based. Come on. Don't romanticize. On. Ta- yeah. Don't romanticize Tower Durden. and he wanted to end civilization. Oh right. yeah, I mean, yeah, if you yeah, if no. you watched uh, Mr. Robot, then you Hell like, yeah. that, like the first season is Fight Club, and then the second, third, and fourth seasons are all what happens after the buildings go down. Right, right, right. So, oh, man, going back to this, uh, th- there's going to be some fallout, obviously, because we got to figure out what we're going to do about this. Mm. And beyond the United States, the most notable disruption occurred in. Our boy Sweden, where hundreds of co-op supermarkets had to shut their doors because their cash registers were inoperative because they awesome. run the software. And in New Zealand, oh, where 11 schools and several kindergarten kindergartens were affected because, again, they run the software that got exploited. Right. In their conversation with Reuters, because apparently these guys have representatives, the hacker representative described the disruption in New Zealand as a quote-unquote accident, but they expressed no such regret about the disruption in Sweden. The supermarket's right. closure was, quote, nothing more than a business, the representative said. Hmm. So, I, I, again, I don't know where their ideology falls beyond, like, hating businesses. But, like... Wanting monies. Wanting money is yeah. probably what it comes down to. Yeah. It's yeah. so boring. Go after Oracle. Like, in, in Minecraft. Um, in Minecraft. <laughs> there's yeah, so, there were such better targets that you could, like, do where yeah, I would I mean, definitely and- hate you less. Yeah. Like, you don't understand what goodwill can do for you. You know what I mean? Like, you start fucking with people's heart monitors and shit. Like, yeah, if anything, quiet. if you want to make yourself like, I'm sure that it's mostly just for the money for most of these guys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And just spending it stupidly yeah. um, afterwards, not bothering to launder it whatsoever because they think that you're anonymous when you use Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, oh man, I love it. Good just Lord. turn that Bitcoin fucking into fucking. Just turn the Bitcoin. I, I mean, I guess if you're just like skeeting it into each other's fucking wallets, like, but like, you know, I guess I, it is a secret. Saying, but the second you use it for anything fucking practical, that's when they get you. You know, it's like you got to deliver the car somewhere. Yeah. You got to fucking. You're gonna buy a house with it. Oh, okay, cool. We'll In just, Minecraft. Turn it in into mind. something soluble, like <laughs> right. cash or some sort of drugs, even in Minecraft. And in Minecraft, just turn it into something that can be boosted and moved. And mm. then I think in Minecraft you should be okay. In Minecraft, because I'm not giving crime advice because no. I we are we are <laughs> I'm not a criminal, quote unquote. And I, besides, yeah. you should not take crime advice from a podcast. 
in Minecraft. The low life podcast. Absolutely not. <laughs> Do we, not take yeah, because we we're not professional criminals. That's the problem. We're, that is the yeah. problem. We're yeah. just we're just junky people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we just enjoy it. You know? We enjoy the thrill. Yeah. It's all right. We like reading about it. I know how to watch it on TV. I know how to burn it. What I'm trying to say, what's, what's, oh God, what's the guy's name in Wolf of Wall, Wall Street? Uh, main character. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck you guys. No, the, uh, the, the main, like, who this the story is based I, on. I, know yeah. like, yeah. I can't remember his name. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Is it like Trevor something? Something, some I dipshit, yeah. 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 I'm just saying, if you're a hacker out there, I, this guy probably made way more money off of this movie than... Uh, that his crimes. Yeah, yeah, than his actual crime. Oh, no, you, uh, you want the dude? Okay, there's the guy in the UK who literally made an algorithm to fuck with his stock market to make him and only him money, and the problem with that was it ended up <laughs> crashing the stock market because it turns out when you decide to do the same thing that everyone else does in their with their algorithms, that's bad. So Yeah, okay, that they, made that into, uh, they made that story into the documentary Pi. <laughs> like, that, that dude was the was the, the OG because like fucking uh, made an algorithm everyone uses algorithms in the stock market but he's like why can't I do that all the rich corporations do and he did and it fucked everything up and then they he went to prison which is fucked up because he just wanted to do what everyone else does yeah, yeah. but yeah it's uh, I don't know it's, yeah. this is being assessed by um cybersecurity firm ESET because is this happening in like a dozen countries i haven't heard anything yet about its resolution yeah. probably negotiations right now with the hackers right. and uh there's probably going to be some legislation passed in this country at least to mm. not pay hackers and it's yeah. been debated as well whether uh this is going whether this is the russian government just paying cyber criminals to do shit but then again that can't be confirmed right no. now yeah. so we don't know it just could be because they got nothing to lose in fucking russia because everything's fucked up yeah. So why not hack stuff the other end of the planet, but also fuck you because people in Sweden need to, you know, still eat. Yeah. And they're co-ops. That's the other thing that bothers me. If you're yeah. in like a co-op grocery store, they're pretty rad. And yeah. yeah, that's the thing that bothered me. If it was like fucking, I don't know what we got over here, ShopRite, you know? Like, yeah. Target. Target. You know, I wouldn't really care, but it's like it's co-op grocery stores. Come on. like uh, You guys aren't selling me on the goodwill. You know what I mean? Don't, don't even hit fucking stores man people work there that's, and shit. that's like, what i'm trying to say is that like if you go after bigger targets more difficult targets like that's more interesting that makes a more interesting story and that would even if you end up going to prison like you're still gonna get film rights mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and goodwill like there's yeah. plenty of yeah. gigantic corporations we all hate you want to be do you not want to be a modern fucking like folk hero? Yeah, I mean, do you want a life of no consequence or a life yeah. of no consequences? Ah, huh? see what I did there? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, good yeah. Lord. So yeah, this is developing. I don't yep. believe we have anything. I was going to get into some of the past exploits of Reevil, 
but nah. they haven't been around long. I think they formed in 2019 from what they're, again, super secret Wikipedia page says. Mm, so yeah. let's take that with a grain of salt. Uh, what else? Listen, guys, nobody's going to buy your T-shirts now. I'm sorry. They released legal nobody, documents. Nobody wants, nobody wants your film rights now either, probably. Yeah, no. Hell no. I mean, you, you fucked up. You fucked up real bad. Yeah, so, their, I mean, their previous exploits are not very noteworthy at all. Right. Like they, yeah. they boosted legal documents from Lady Gaga. Uh, they tried to, they released 169 quote unquote Whoa. harmless emails referred to Donald Trump or contain the word Trump. They were planning on selling oh, Madonna's information. No, Shit, this, we, this was something well, else. Talk to, Maybe it was them. I don't know, but they apparently talked it didn't about them some episodes back. I'm pretty it sure. I seem to remember like, that. Just in passing, of course not. Why? why it didn't do what anything. Is... Like they were kind of just, from what I could tell from the past exploits in 2020, they were kind of just poking around to see who can make money, and none of it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They actually, yeah, these are the guys because in May 2020, they demanded 42 million from uh, Trump. Yep. They deciphered the elliptic curve cryptography that the firm used to protect its data. Yep. Yeah, an interview in the Legend member, they found a buyer for Trump information. But that can't be confirmed. Yeah, this was them. Yeah. But again, it didn't do anything. And then they went real low that year because they were planning on selling Madonna's information, private information, but they backed down. Yeah. Like, I mean, she released a book with her entire body. So I'm not sure there's not like much left to explore there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Who cares? We're done. This is it. This uh, is the end of the episode. Dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we did all the news at the, or the, all the, all the hype at the beginning of the episode. So rewind it and listen to that again. We're not doing yes. You guys have a splendid weekend. Be and, safe. Uh, Don't die. Be safe. Yeah. And then, uh, Bye, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Boosh. Boosh.